I'm channeling my inner Zach Baggins. Sorry. You ready? Oh, I'm sorry. It's Zach Baggins. He's very particular about that. Um. <clears throat> Welcome to your next destination. Hell. So welcome to Your Mom's a Hoax. Um, this is a podcast where we talk about all things weird. Um, sometimes that is murder mysteries. Sometimes that is uh, cryptids, paranormal, all the things, really. Really, we have a platform and we talk about whatever we want to. Yes. And then we Bingo. make it fit the narrative that we're trying to spew. <laughs> so Pretty I'm like, much, yeah. this, this counts for our podcast because it's got a slight mystery. But really, I just wanted to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean... You know, ultimately, this is our platform, so we're going to do what we want. Um, But we, uh, yeah, we don't, we don't, we are not a true crime podcast. We are true crime adjacent. We like to spice that in there, throw that, throw that. It's because that's where I live in my brain. Yeah. Like, the, like, and I like other mysteries and stuff, too. I've got some other things planned, but, like, the disappearances are, like, the one that I want to talk about today. Like, yeah. Like, what? (laughs) Yeah. Like, the ones, like, the cases that haven't been solved for a hundred years. Like, those are the ones that I'm like, how are we still not? Oh, yeah. Those are the things. Like, the mystery cases. That Hinter Kaifek thing. Like, that's a big thing. Like, I wanted to talk about that, you know? For sure. That's more than just a murder mystery. There are theories there, things to discuss. It's not like we're just talking about Ted Bundy. Yeah, and I think those are, like, really interesting Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, no, this is not a podcast where we are ever going to give like the Israel Keys, the John Wayne Gacy's or the Bundy's of the world, any type of attention. They're sick bastards and they can rot forever. Yeah, And mainly because I don't, I mean, I don't think they deserve any more attention than what they've already been given. I don't think they they deserved the attention that they were given, but I understand needing to study them so we can see, you know, like what that's about but they've gotten plenty of attention in documentary styles and other podcasts i don't need to waste my breath being angry at their existence which i constantly am they are not exceptional they are not amazing they are worse sick people and they were not charming no just because they're manipulative and you were manipulated does not make them charming no truthfully a lot of these guys were just average white men in the 70s so they got yep. away with a lot. Yep. But a lot, I mean, and I'm not a victim blaming anybody. They should not have done what they've done. But if you could recognize when you're being manipulated into something, you can maybe try to get yourself out of that situation. Yeah. Ted Bundy was not fucking charming. He pretended to be her. He so wasn't. would help him. He literally wasn't even attractive. He looked like every other white man in the fucking time. Nasty. Like, why do white men think, why do white men <laughs> that's the end of the sentence why, why do white men <laughs> no literally uh but no we we don't feel the need to waste any of our time energy or or any of that on on people like that because they're disgusting and it's literally just gonna be us being angry for like two hours yeah so <laughs> you don't want that <laughs> i don't need to do that to myself right personally i it'll just be me screaming about the fact that they were literally just, like, they were sick. They're not 
geniuses or any of that shit. They they were murderers and they deserve to rot forever. Okay. So, uh, we flipping a coin? Oh, yeah. Let's All do right. this. I we feel have... like we've, we've talked for quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, give or take. Like, way, like, 16 minutes? Yeah, maybe, but I was just thinking in general, we've talked since 7 o'clock this morning. So oh, that, that is true. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've talked I'm like, let's do this. Okay. Oh, fuck. Okay. Call it. Tails. It's Tails. Oh, you already flipped it? I didn't realize that you'd already flipped it. My bad. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, so I'm going first. Yes. All right, team. So I had a different topic planned for the day. I had all my notes typed out, but y'all are going to get that next week because this is more timely and I wanted to bump this up like three spots. So I'm excited. Yeah, it was already on my list because me and Brennan do like content calendars kind of for ourselves. So we plan out a couple of topics, like five or six in advance Mm. or whatever. So you kind of know what's coming. And so I bumped this up. It was like my 17 episode topic and I bumped it up to 14. So (laughs) all I got was Um, a text saying uh, that this this topic was more timely and that we got more information on it. Uh, so I don't know what it is, but I'm really excited. Okay, so see, I feel like maybe you do know what it is. You just don't know that I'm talking about it. Okay. I like to think that if you know about the case, you know what it is. So, okay. Okay. Um, I'm just going to get to it. We're talking about the Somerton man. <gasps> You're kidding. I'm not kidding. <gasps> I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm You're so kidding. Sorry. Yes, because, like, I literally had just listened to, like, I think Morbid just did maybe like a couple months ago, did like an episode on the Somerton man, Red Web's done episodes. I've known about him for a very long time about the situation and stuff. Like I, he pops up in all of the mystery videos that I watch. So I've known about him for a long time. And I just thought that that would be unsolved forever. And it's not, it's, it's not. I'm so (laughs) excited. Oh my God. I literally like, okay. Because all Alexis said was that like she texted me and she was like, okay, like I have this topic. I think I'm going to bump it up because like it just recently got solved. And like, I honestly like, did not even think about it. I could have never in my wildest dreams thought that you were talking. That is crazy. I know. They still don't know. I mean, we'll get into it here in a little bit, but they still don't know like how he died or what the situation was, but they do think they know who he is. And that's a good start. Like, <gasps> oh, that's so cool. I'm so yeah. excited. So uh, let's just get into it. So it yeah. is Adelaide, Australia. Um mm-hmm. I guess I like to spend a lot of time down under. The Ash Vlogs thing was in Adelaide also. It was set in Adelaide. I don't think I said it in the ep, but apparently I like Australia. One day we'll talk about how people think it's not real. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> what? Yeah, we'll get that there is, someday. That is a subset of flat earthers yep. that think yep, that yep. Australia is fake. Yep. We'll get there someday. It's on my topic list too. But um, So... It is Adelaide, Australia. It is December 1st, 1948, and we are at Somerton Park. Okay. Two jockeys are out in the morning, just enjoying the morning. They're uh, riding their little ponies. They're going on okay. a Sunday stroll. So that is what a jockey is. Yeah, a jockey, like a, like a horse jockey, like a, like you're, like you're racing horses. You ride them. Yeah, that, that's what I figured, but also I figured I could maybe be wrong. No, that's, you're right. I, so they, I don't know a whole lot about them. <laughs> Yeah, I don't either, but I know they're taking their little ponies out. They're on a they're on a morning stroll. They're trying to get them warmed up. Probably going to do some exercise later, whatever. So they pass this man who is passed out on the beach. He's probably fucking hammered, and his head is, like, slightly propped up against the seawall. Now, for those of you that are like me, a seawall is a concrete wall that is designed to protect the mainland from, like, big-ass waves and prevent coastal erosion. Yeah, he's trying to figure out. Yeah, I was trying to figure out what a seawall was. 
Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I googled yeah. it for you guys because I kept saying that over and over again, and I'm like, am I supposed to just know? I've always lived. Listen, I've never lived near a beach. I've never really. I've been to a beach a couple of times. Like, I don't know a lot about beaches. I've always lived very landlocked. <laughs> so ever, when they said seawall, I was like, what? <laughs> you ever been to Galveston? I've been to South Padre. Oh, well, I don't know if they have that. But, like, Galveston has, like, a big-ass seawall because they had a huge-ass mm. hurricane that yeah. fucking... Once I Googled it, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. I probably could have deducted that and, like, gotten there in my brain. I just was having a hard time understanding because it said yeah. seawall, so I'm thinking it's something, like, in the ocean, but then he's, like, Mm-mm. on the beach. It took me a minute, yeah. Yeah, so, like, any of those beaches where, like, you have to, like, take the stairs down because there's, like, that big, like... Yeah. Yeah. The seawall. That's what he was right next to. I had to see a picture to understand... Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I could have figured that out in my brain. <laughs> but Sometimes your brain just doesn't do the brain thing. It's okay. It happens to me on a regular basis. Yeah, same. So these two jockeys just go on about their business. And to which I say again, if everyone would mind their own fucking business, the world for the most part would be a better place. Like rules to live by. Mind my fucking business. Mind your fucking business. That Unless is- you're in a circumstance like this one. Now, now, like, extenuating, you see someone actively getting kidnapped, do not, do not mind, mind your mind own your business. business. <laughs> you fucking take action. You see someone getting stepped on by a police officer, do not mind your business. Take action. Yes. Now, you see me not picking up dog shit in the mornings. I understand that might not make me a great person, but you see me not picking up my dog shit. Don't poke your head around the corner and ask me if I'm going to pick it up. Because if you're that concerned about it, you can pick it up. <laughs> so mind your own fucking business in that situation. <laughs> I think that our listeners are smart enough to know when to mind your own business and when not to. Okay. <laughs> like Mind or to not mind. That is the question. Most of the time, fucking mind. Yeah. Because most of the time, it's not your business. Yeah, so. unless, unless somebody's getting harmed. If they're actively getting murdered, fucking step in. Call the police, at least. Yeah. There's a lot. But, Come on, guys. I mean, uh, if, like, if black people are having a cookout in their backyard... Mind your mind own your fucking business. business. <laughs> is is not your business. Mind it. Have your own damn cookout if you're so jealous. Maybe be nice to them and fucking form a friendship with them and your ass will get invited to the cookout, you grumpy bitch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I fucking... Why are white people? As a white person, why, why? are white people? Literally. Like, uh, <laughs> so, anyways. Like, I meant to say, like, 85% of the time, mind your business. 85% of the time, mind your fucking business. <laughs> like... Let black people exist. I'm just. I don't know how we got yeah. here, but I feel like it needs to be said. Just no, let yeah, black people li- exist. Literally, like, like just what is happening? It's not that hard. It actually like, is genuinely not that hard. It's really not. Like, what do you? Uh, anyways, so these jockeys, they come back sometime later from riding their horses up and down the beach, and they find that this man is still laying there, completely unmoved. And they think that well, that's kind of odd, but they're like, well, if he's really hammered, maybe he hasn't moved. <laughs> Um, but like other people had seen him, like, uh, I think there was a couple that saw them from like, their, saw him from their beach house and they're like, it's really weird that he's not reacting to like the mosquitoes that are flying around his face. But like, maybe Good. he's just plastered. Like they genuinely thought maybe he was just like passed out hammered and like, we just wasn't reacting to like anything. I I'm like, is, is he fucking comatose? <laughs> like how fucking hammered is it? Did he drink the whole liquor store? Like what? How drunk are you? Is he dying actively of alcohol poisoning? Like, <laughs> See, okay, I feel like that is such, like, a, like, I feel like that is a very, like, Australian backslash, like, just European in general thing to think. Everybody's like, hammered all the somebody time. somebody is so plastered that, like, uh, yeah, I guess that's plausible. Like, I have, 
I'm a baby. I have never in my life, in my life, ever imagined being that plastered. I mean, I have been, I think. I think I maybe have been plastered enough to where if a beach was there and I could have taken a nap, I would have. One time I almost, one time you brought me home. I was so drunk. You drove my car home and you got out and went to your apartment because I couldn't get out yet. And you were like, now nah, she'll be fine. And I fell asleep in there for like 30 minutes. Yeah, that is true. I'd have slept in that car. If you hadn't texted me and was like, did you make it upstairs? <laughs> like I would have slept in my car. <laughs> so I think that I could understand being so hammered that you pass out on a seawall. Okay, but I don't think I understand being so hammered that like in like an hour... I'm not, I'm not like, back up and at it. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. Or like, I'm not or like least, mosquitoes like, flying around my face and I'm not like... Yeah, like, I, I don't think I could see. But that. I feel like that's such an Australian thing to be like, yeah, I guess somebody could be that hammer. I guess when you live in a place where kangaroos actively try to manipulate you into coming into the water so they can drown you. Oh, I hate that. Also, like, everything is trying to kill you. Yeah, I guess everything kind of goes... That man can be passed out drunk on the beach if he wants to. Kangaroos actively try to kill you here. Australia, are you okay? Yeah, blink twice if you need help. Because I've heard that kangaroos will hang out like in ponds and stuff. And if you see them in a pond staring at you, you're not supposed to go in there because they're going to try and drown you. What What are they? Sirens? Jesus. I have no idea. Kangaroos are not to be fucked with. Like, <laughs> at all. <laughs> hey, if any of you guys can, like, draw very well, um, can somebody draw me a kangaroo-siren hybrid? Please. Not Thanks. to mention, yeah, if any of you could do that, that'd be cool. But not to mention <laughs> these big spiders. Hate it. Huge. Immediately hate it. Huge spiders that are like toilet spiders. So they just hang out around like the bottom of your toilet and they eat like other little bugs. They're totally harmless. But it's like a thing in Australia. They hang out by the toilet and people name them. Oh, I hate that. Oh, yeah. I super hate that. But apparently they're super docile. They like mind their own business. They eat other, but it's like a thing. They have like spiders that hang out around the toilets and like they name them unless i'm gullible and she was fucking with me but like the tiktok was of another girl that was like yeah this is steve or whatever she had named her spider like this is the spider that lives by my toilet and so i sent it to her that my friend that was australian and i was like is this fucking legit and she said yeah ours is named henry i said no no i don't like that that couldn't be for me i hope she's fucking with you i hope i'm being fucked with just for my sanity Please confirm. Yeah. Anybody from Australia, please confirm or deny that, like, the spider by your toilet thing is real. Because if so, like, what is the world down there? Like, and listen, I am serious about that whole kangaroo-siren hybrid. I do I do want somebody to draw that. Please. <laughs> I need that to exist. The freaking, the freaking sailors got up there and thought they were going to see beautiful women. It's just kangaroos. <laughs> like, it's kangaroo jack. <laughs> so they find this man um laying there still he's completely unmoved like i said he was clean shaven like clean cut just got yeah. a haircut whatever um he had on a very nice like rather dapper suit okay so it looked like he was kind of like highfalutin um his shoes were him. freshly polished he wasn't wearing a top hat which people thought was odd because i guess every man in 1948 okay. when <laughs> when dressed the way that this guy was dressed like the part of that outfit should have been a top hat because that was like a thing everybody had a top hat if you dressed a certain way you know what i mean so wait, hold up hold up so they're like ah homeboy's fucking knocked out of the beach for hours that makes sense but him being without a top hat huh, no sense that's nonsense yes how does that make sense <laughs> they're like ah that is alarming that he doesn't have a top hat on that's where i draw the line him being cast <laughs> out of the beach totally fine the lack of a top hat Problem. Absolutely not. <laughs> like <laughs> issue. Red flag. 
red flag. <laughs> so, um, not only that, he had a single cigarette, like, on his collar, like, an unlit, unsmoked cigarette. Um, okay. And, and I have in my notes, TBH, I would give my left lung for a cigarette and a cup of coffee right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've been craving a cigarette for, like, three days. I've almost gone and bought me a pack. I haven't Oof. smoked one in a long time. I, yeah. Normally, yeah. I have, like, a pack for, like, when I want one every once in a while, but I guess I smoked all of them and like, <laughs> over time and, like, haven't gone to get new ones. Yeah. That's probably Anyways. Good. You probably should yeah, get new ones. A cigarette, though, and a cup of coffee. Yeah. I would, that sounds so good. <laughs> so, anyways, on top of all of that, though, finding him in that state, um, he was dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no other like way that. to put it. He was dead. He, he was no longer with us. Yep, and so for the next 73 years, he would become known as the Somerton Man, because he was found on Somerton Beach, and we didn't know, mm-hmm. didn't ever know who he was, um, until last week. Oh, like, I'm last so Tuesday, when we found out who he was! <laughs> so, okay. um, as soon as the jockeys, like, discover this, the police show up. Because yeah. obviously, you should call the police when you find a dead person. Yep, do that immediately. When you find a dead person, that's a solid time to not mind your own business. It is never a mannequin. It is never a mannequin. And if it is a mannequin, it's uncomfortable Run. and you should go before Run. you're a mannequin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Run. Yeah. Run. So, um, if it is a mannequin, you have entered the twilight zone. You need to get out. <laughs> you got to go. <laughs> Ugh, mannequins freak me out. Same. Yeah. So, they live in that uncanny valley that, like, I don't like. Hate it. Hate it yeah. immediately. So they, the police show up, they're like, oh, it's a fucking dead guy. <laughs> they're yeah. like, yeah, that's why we called you. And um, they discover that all of the tags in his clothing were missing. Like they'd either okay. been ripped out or cut out. He had no identifying, like you couldn't even figure out where the clothes, like what country the clothes came from or whatever, like okay. which store or nothing. Um, they ran his fingerprints through like a lot of known databases and nothing ever turned up. Okay. So which I asked the question that was posed by BuzzFeed, why don't we just fingerprint babies when they come out? Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Every baby. And just put it in a baby fingerprint database. Do fingerprints change as you get older? I don't think so. I think your fingerprints are your... I think they... I mean, your hands will grow, obviously. And if you have scars and that sort of thing, that can change it. But I think the general structure of your fingerprint stays the same. Huh. Because, like, Liv's hands are so small. (laughs) She still has... I mean, she still has fingerprints. And I feel like the patterns, like, of your, while your hands will be bigger by the time you're committing crimes and needing this or whatever, probably, like, it still has the same basic pattern that it would have when you're a child, I think. So, um, like I said, they ran his fingerprints through databases and they didn't find anything. Again, I say fingerprint those babies. So. So, okay, they do fingerprint them. Why could, why can't they just put them in a system? Because, like, I have hand and fingerprints from, like, I have handprints and little footy prints from when Lou was born as mementos. Just put them in a system. See, I wonder if they are put into a system, but they're not put into, like, a police. Like, police don't have access to that system, maybe. So they can't, like, run, you know, run it against baby fingerprints. And I think they should be categorized, like, here's how I would do it hypothetically. I'd have, like, all the fingerprints from babies from 1977. And if I knew that the criminal was probably born around that time, I would just check those, you know, three years or whatever and look for baby's fingerprints, you know, from that time. Like, that's how I think it should be. But whatever. I'm not a... They let men be in charge of those things, and men are men, so... (laughs) Maybe sometimes, uh, maybe sometimes in the future. Yeah, maybe. When a fucking woman gets in there and starts fixing shit. Like, I just don't, like... uh... Again, I say, Jeff Bezos made Prime Days the 12th and the 13th when people don't get paid until the 15th. (laughs) 
So, <laughs> again, I say fucking wiremen. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> from here, the unknown man's autopsy would reveal that his spleen was three times the size it was supposed to be. That's not good. Um, and not only that, he had serious signs of, like, internal bleeding in his stomach and liver. Good. But other than those things, he appeared totally fine. Like, other than the fact that he oh. was dead, he uh, was okay. Aside from all of the internal damage, he was yeah. solid. <laughs> like, he didn't have any, like, wounds, yeah. like, at all on his outside body. He didn't have any defensive wounds. There were no traces of poison. There was nothing, which we'll get into it in just a second. But, like, they think maybe if he, they think he was probably poisoned, whether it was mm-hmm. self-inflicted or not. Yeah. But by the time that we got to him to perform an autopsy and stuff, the poison, whatever it was, was already, like, out. It was, like, a fast-acting agent was already out yeah. of his system. That makes sense. There are Which is why it, that. like, is so frustrating that people get, like, docked on a drug test for smoking weed. You could have smoked weed three months ago, and it still shows up on your test. Whereas, like, I could do coke last night, and it's out of my system in 12 hours, and it's not going to show yeah. up on a test. I think that's bullshit. You could have a coke problem and still yeah. go to work. <laughs> like whatever oh, yeah it's yeah neither here nor there so um, anyways it also depends on what kind of drug like if you do like a hair test that that can last for mm-hmm. you can find like everything for like years right which i think is excessive personally yeah so um the coroner's like yeah i don't i don't got nothing i don't know who this man is i don't know how to find out who he is i don't know how to find out how he died i got nothing for you mm-hmm. um but write me a check because i worked my 40 hours this week Fair. So, <laughs> no one ever reports a missing person like they thought that, like, they thought somebody would come forward, report a missing person, we'd identify them, and that would be that, and that never mm-hmm. happened. Um, a lot of people came over to identify him to try and see if they could, like, is this my loved one or whatever, and, like, nobody yeah. ever, ever did. So, um, roughly a month later, a suitcase turns up at the train station, and someone that definitely did not get paid enough was like, oh, shit, this has been here since, like, November 30th. <laughs> uh, we should probably, like, let someone know. Um, and if you remember, November 30th is the day before December 1st, and December 1st mm-hmm. is when we found the body. Yeah. So, in that suitcase, uh, there were clothing with no labels, mm-hmm. there was orange wax string that they would eventually okay. discover, like, had stitched one of the holes in his pockets, but it was wax string that was only found in America at the time. Okay. It is also worth mentioning that his hair was styled, like, in a very American way. Okay. So, like, the idea is either that he was from America or he had possibly, like, just visited America and was, like, returning. Mm-hmm. But they don't know that for sure, obviously. Yep. So, there was also a laundry bag with the name Keen, K-E-A-N-E, and a shirt that had the name Keen with no E printed on it. Okay. Um, police felt that this was less of, like, a this man's last name is Keen and more of like a red herring to throw them off of like what this man's actual identity is. Yeah. That makes sense. To which I say, if you're going to go the distance to try and make it them think that it's somebody else, number one, spell Keen the same on both things. Yeah. That seems like a, a first, first step. Another thought though, is that like during this time, you know, we're, the world had just gone through, like, a whole recession, depression type thing. The world wars had just happened. Like, mm-hmm. people weren't necessarily always buying brand new clothes and brand new things. They were, you know, reselling stuff and that sort of thing, getting it from wherever. So it's possible that, like, he just got these things from a guy with the last name Keen and, like, didn't even own... You know what I mean? Like, he just mm-hmm. found it somewhere or whatever. He bought it at a resale shop or something. Like... Yeah. It's possible that he just had somebody else's, like, hand-me-downs or whatever. Yeah. Which makes sense to me, but I don't know. 
I see my head like is like if you're gonna go through that much work to like take all the labels out and like do all this stuff and like why put a name on there at all so or like why not just proofread a fucking proofread dude i know i don't understand so it is now april of 1949 so we're like i don't know four months or so flashing forward uh the police find a pocket that was hidden in his waistband of his pants and inside this tiny pocket is a very small rolled up piece of paper which reads tamon tam tamon should tamon tamon should okay i can't pronounce it i'm sorry t-a-m-a with a little accent m-s-u-s-h-u-d i can't spell it either tamon should so basically (laughs) i'll post a picture of it on the instagram and twitter which i know all of you have an instagram and twitter so if you don't hop on and follow us on the Instagram and Twitter. We're going to have beef with you. <laughs> Aggressive marketing is the way to go. I <laughs> Just kidding. You don't have to follow us if you don't want to. But, like, please. Please do. Please do. Um, so, anyways. Tamam should roughly translates from Persian to English to mean, like, the end or finished. Okay. So... This small piece of paper appears to have been ripped out of an 11th century book called The Rubaiyat of Omar Khayyam. Okay. Which is a collection of Persian poems. I'm going to call it the Rubaiyat for the rest of the ep, but the full yeah. title is the Rubaiyat of Omar Khayyam. So it's just a, it's a collection of Persian poems. Like, um, I've taken a lot of, I had to take a, like, world, I don't want to say world history, but like a world history class kind of in college. And I had to take it twice because I failed it the first time because I didn't want to do my work. So <laughs> I know that there are lots of books and stuff like this that are like full of poems and yeah. Oh, yeah. All kinds of shit from way back when, because they didn't have anything else to do but write and read. So, yep. Um, it's three months later. They don't know where this... Three months from April, so now I guess it's like July, maybe, June or July. So, they don't know really where this tiny piece of paper came from. They're, like, put out a call in the paper saying, like, hey, if you have this book and it has a piece torn out of it, like, call yeah. us. And that's exactly what happens. This man read about the case in the paper and he's like, bro, someone tossed a book in my car like around that time. And like, it's the same book and it's got like a little square ripped out and it's got this like unsolvable code and a phone number written in the back of it. Do you think like the police would want to know about that? I would guess yes. Like fucking bro. (laughs) Like the fuck. So this is where my notes run out. But so I'm just going to talk about the case from here on out. But so somebody had tossed this book like into his car. Yeah. And um, the police are like, sure shit, this little piece of paper matches where this was torn out of. So now we've got this book that we don't know where it came from. Someone tossed it in the open window of this this guy's car because, like, it's summertime in Australia, which is throwing me off because it's December, but whatever. Oh, Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So... Um, he's like, yeah, I don't know where it came from, but like I said, the piece of paper was a match. So in the back of this book, like I just said, they found a code that cannot be cracked by anybody, including the Australian Navy, okay. who have just decided that it's unsolvable, that like there's not enough letters in the cipher to solve it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or like it doesn't match any like simple cipher that anybody's ever seen. So if it is like a, diff- a code, it's like, and yeah. I, like it can't be solved. And there was also a phone number that um, some some sources say it was just written in the back of it. Some say that it looks like it was maybe written, like it was an imprint. So it was written yeah. on something else in the book's cover. You know what I mean? Like to use it as like a hard yeah. type thing. So it was just an imprint. But it was a phone number and they called it. 
for obvious reasons. And um, yep. like I said, this is where my notes uh, run out, but I have listened to a lot about this case. Like I said, I know a lot about it. So they call this lady. It ends up being a nurse named Joe mm-hmm. Thompson. Um, and she's like, yeah, I had a copy of that book, but I gave it to a friend. Mm-hmm. So the police check that out and the friend's still alive. He still has the book. It's like an unfucked with, co- it's like a normal copy of the book. Mm-hmm. And so the police are like, well, that's kind of weird. It's like coincidental that you also had this book. But like, I guess the Rubaiyat at the time was like a big thing. Like it was kind of like suddenly picking up like interest and stuff from the public, I guess. So like a okay. lot of people had a copy of the Rubaiyat. It's still um, kind of weird. Yeah, I guess it was just a popular... I mean, it's 1948. They don't have... I mean, they're reading. I don't know. Yeah, but still. I mean... I don't know. A lot of people had... I guess a lot of people had a copy of this book, so... um, I don't know. I guess to me, it's no different than, like, Twilight taking off and everybody having a copy of Twilight. Well, yeah, but, like, there would still be a lot of people that didn't have a copy. Yeah, but I feel like you could still, like, if a book if a page from my Twilight book was ripped out, there's still a million girls that you're going to have to sort through to find out which Twilight book it was. Yeah. But at the same time, if your phone number was written in another copy of that book, right? It's just weird to me And then everything matched up. I'm just saying, like, I would still think that's popular book or not. That's still super weird. I think it's just weird to me that it was written in this book, but it's not the book that she gave to her friend. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, why is, like, that you owned the book or not, why is your phone number written, written in the book in this book that is connected to this dead man? <laughs> yeah. And it's worth mentioning, um, this is the weirdest part of the whole thing for me, but I understand why it was done. It's just not a thought that I think I would have ever had, and maybe that's why I'm not a detective. But um, they realize that eventually they're going to have to put this body in the ground. You can't just keep a man frozen Ooh. for 73 years. Yeah, so they're like, no, that is true. Yeah, we've got we've to gotta bury him. It's the respectful thing to do also. And um, what I thought was really uh, nice hygienic was hygienic thing, really. Yeah. What I thought was really nice before I get into what they did, but um, whenever they buried him, a lot of the townspeople came together and bought a headstone and a plot Aww. and, like, all that stuff because they just thought that this man, like, should have, like, a respectful, you know, burial yeah, or whatever because he is a really person. Nice. Yeah. And, like, seeing people come together like that in the world, like, when something like this happens, like, just makes my heart warm. We yeah. couldn't have done it for all the gays in the 70s and 80s when they were dying of AIDS and we just threw him in pauper's graves, but we can do it for this man. Um, well, he was probably straight so yeah so we could totally do that and he was white so why would we <laughs> presumed not it to be variable? yeah Ugh. so anyways um yeah so they ended up doing a plaster like cast mold of his mm-hmm. face and like his yep. top of his shoulders um they had like a taxidermist come in and do it real Which legit pretty smart yeah very smart so you can still have like the way he yeah. looks you know what i mean so you can compare it or Whatever. And what they did in this case was they had Joe Thompson, who they found, come by and look at it. Mm-hmm. And to see if she could identify the body. Because her number was found in the back of the book that it was ripped out of. So they're thinking she Seems knows him. Seems suspicious. Yeah. So she gets in there and she nearly faints. Some reports say that she did faint. Some of them say she nearly fainted. But she was not doing good when she saw this bust. Straight up not doing well. And after she faints or nearly faints, she gets up and she's like, I don't know this man. Seems never like met a, him, never seen him. Look, okay. Because for me, like, 
I think if I saw the, a dead body, whether I knew them or not, I would probably have that reaction. But she's not looking at a dead body. She's looking at a cast. And she was a nurse during yeah, World fair. War like two. Oh, so she's yeah. she's seen yeah. worse than a bust of a dead man. Yeah, so, like, it's definitely, like, I'm sorry, but, like, having that type of reaction and then immediately being like, yeah, I don't know that guy. Like, that is weird. She totally fucking knew that guy. Dude, come on. Like, you totally knew knew that guy. So they can't really do anything with her. I mean, she's not saying anything. She's like, I don't know this man. And they just have to take that at face value because you can't make someone talk to you. So um, from there, I don't really have any leads. Oh, and it is worth mentioning. They found a carton of cigarettes. Okay. That it was in a certain, I don't remember what the brand was, but it was in like that, like the carton or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it, or in the container, it was like that brand. But the cigarettes on the inside were a different brand. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's so weird. I don't know what... It was just odd. Just an odd detail. Um, but I think that that's pretty much the whole investigation. They were kind of like, we can't do anything. Like, we don't know who this man is. We're not ever going to mm-hmm. know, probably. And case kind of goes cold. And then there's this guy... I mean, people start to pick up interest in it. It comes across people's desk as a cold mm-hmm. case. I mean, it's reopened. People are trying to solve it. But again, we're left with nothing. And... This guy, um, Abbott, I cannot remember his first name. Let me Google him because he's very important to the story. Like, he's the guy that found out who he's very important. And there's a little love story involved that I'm going to get into in a second. I don't know. Well, it's kind of weird, but that's okay. fine. I don't think it's weird. I think it's just, like, one of those things that happened. Um, yeah. So, Derek Abbott is the university professor from Adelaide. He's <laughs> an Adelaide University professor. He... Um, Works with this other guy whose last name I think was Flink. Uh, they were working very closely on this case together, trying to solve it. They're meeting all these people. Um, and we'll get into those people here in just a second because they're all related to this Joe Thompson person who okay. claims that she doesn't know this man. Mm-hmm. Um, but Derek Abbott kind of like, I mean, they just kind of latched onto it. Him and this Flink guy end up having a falling out because like the pressure of like being the first person to solve the case was just too much for both of them. Like, it's hard to be on a team with something like this when you want to be the first person that does it. Yeah. So, and there's pressure to be the person that solves it. So they just kind of like went their separate ways. Well, this guy had gone over, um, because it's a cold case. So all they had was the phone number. Oh yeah, let me backtrack. All they had was the phone number. So the original Mm -hmm. Flink guy that was, you know, a detective, I think that had, had been a cold case for him. He... They didn't have the lady's name anymore. They lost it. A lot of the paperwork, the original autopsy and stuff, a lot of the stuff mm-hmm. is lost. And I think, or destroyed or whatever. I mean, it is from 1948. So that stuff mm-hmm. is gone. Like, it just is part of yeah. it. And, um, you know, they didn't meticulously put it into the computer or in a filing cabinet, probably. They just tossed that shit somewhere. So, because that was the way that it was. So anyways, they uh, lost this lady's name. So this guy, whenever he got the cold case, he had to go through... Like a 19, he said, I lucked out and found a 1947 phone book and I, from Australia. And he said, I would spend hours every night going through every phone number in that phone book until I found the one that I needed. That would be a pain in the ass. Line by line, but he found her. I mean, like, good for him, but like, that would be a pain in the ass. I know. And so he found her, but, like, he wanted to keep her name private and stuff because she was possibly a witness, possibly related to, like, a murder case, and she was still alive. So he kept her name secret even from, like, Derek Abbott mm-hmm. um, just to protect her identity and stuff. And the lady still, like, didn't want to have anything to do with talking to them, did not know who this man was, nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, 
still claimed that. And so then they go their separate ways, Abbott and Flink. And um, Abbott's like, oh, I need to know who this lady is because I need to know. I need to talk to her if mm-hmm. I'm trying to solve this case. And um, he goes through some old documents. I think he also maybe went through a phone book and he found some stuff that had a picture. He ended up finding a picture of this Joe Thompson. And he took it to one of the guys that was there the day that she identified um Mm-hmm. Or, like, didn't identify the body or whatever, but the day that she viewed the body or the bust, um, mm-hmm. he took it to that guy and was like, hey, is this her? And he's like, oh, yeah, that's totally her. <laughs> so he had found her or okay. whatever. And I think she had passed away maybe. Like I said, I didn't take very good notes. But anyways, she had had a son. She had two children. She had a daughter um, that I think was younger than her son. Mm-hmm. It was, like, after the fact she had gotten married. But I think she had her son when she was unmarried. His name was Robin. And... um she, like I said, was unmarried at the time, which was pretty taboo back in the day. Oh, um, yeah, in the 40s? Ooh. Yeah. And she had had a son, and his son, the son grew up to be, like, a ballet dancer. Mm-hmm. Like, a professional ballet dancer. So, by the time Abbott got to, like, investigating this and stuff, he compared these pictures of the Somerton man with this Robin kid who had also passed away at this point. But, oh. um he was a grown adult. He'd lived his whole life or whatever, okay, but he good. had just passed away. He was, a, like I said, a professional ball- ballerina, I guess, ballet dancer. And so um, they had a lot to compare it to. And it's worth mentioning that, like, Somerton Man had, like, big calves. Like, they <laughs> referred to them as, like, dancer's calves. Like, okay. very much. This man had to have done some type of, like, ballet or something, they yeah. were thinking, because his calves were so big. And so... They can compare that to, like, the calves of Robin after he was a dancer and they were similar. Um, They both had this, like, ear thing. Like, their ears were shaped the same way. And both of them were born without their incisors. Oh, interesting. Which is, like, a very rare, very rare thing to be born with. And it's, like, genetically passed. So, if these two people aren't related, it is odd that they both have this genetic, like, thing. Well, that they share so many similarities, too to not be related right yeah and so um, what are the odds and that's the thing it's like what are the odds that this woman that is so clearly connected to this man just happens to have a son that shares genetic similarities with that man right and so um i don't know like i said she still denied it It was like i don't know that man and to me like if you Let's say you hooked up with a guy at a bar and then, like, you got pregnant. And maybe that's what happened. Maybe they were having a little fling. She got pregnant, was like, I don't really Mm want to be with you or whatever. They're on the outs, whatever the case may be. And then you walk into, like, a morgue and you see a bust of your child's father. Yeah. That you had, like, a secret relationship with or whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, you deny it, but also you almost faint. Well, and, like, I know there's, like, some speculation that he's, like, a spy, I think it's all of the above. If you want me to be honest, I think all of the theories are correct. <laughs> like, because there, there's a lot of speculation that, like, he is a spy. And, like, that's why all of the, like, that's why there's, like, that weird cipher. Like, that's why, like, mm-hmm. all those things. That's probably why he was poisoned. Da, 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 da. There's a lot of speculation that they were both spies. So Robin's daughter, Ooh. not Robin, sorry, Joe's daughter has said, uh, reported, because she's still alive. She's reported mm-hmm. that her mom... A, came to her straight up and was like, I know who that man was, but I'm not letting the cat out of the bag. Straight up. Her daughter claims that that's what her mother said to her. Okay. I know who that man was, and we are just not going to let that cat out of the bag. Damn. Um, she's reported that her mother would have, like, hushed conversations in Russian in the middle of the night. 
okay. like very aggressive sounding conversations, but they were in Russian. She could hear them. Um, so she genuinely believes that her mom was a spy. I mean, I could see it. And that would be like, honestly, part of the reason why she probably like was so adamant on not saying anything. Well, what if they're spies from different? What if one's like an Australian American spy and the other one's working for Russia and they're really not supposed to be canoodling, but you know, love finds a way, life finds a way and they had this baby together. Or what if they canoodled and then found out that they were both spies and were like, Oh, like a Mr. and Mrs. Smith type setup? Yeah, like, uh, oops. Oh, oh. <laughs> Actually, you're the person I was supposed to murder. Um, uh, ooh, that's awkward. Ooh. 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 We did just do it, though. We're um, just going to pretend this never happened, okay? We're just going right. to... You're right. Maybe she poisoned him. There's a lot of speculation that she played a part <laughs> in his death. Like, that's what, you know, that her being a spy, him being a spy, like, if that's <laughs> the case, like... She played a role in him getting murked. <laughs> she said, you know, the, we, we really can't let this cat out of the bag. So, yeah. And they said, you know, that piece of paper saying basically like the end or finished was like maybe a sign that he'd um, committed suicide and had, yeah. you know, this is the end. I think it's more of like uh, he was murdered. Maybe. Because Although, like, I, I don't he, know. If he was compromised, like having a child, I mean, maybe that, I don't know. Like, if he was compromised and, like, thought, you know, okay, I can probably best protect, you know, my family if I do this. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I could see a world. The 1940s was a weird place. Oh, and you have to, like, keep in mind, we had just come out of both the world wars. Um, the Cold War was just beginning. Everybody yeah. had nuclear power and we were all threatened to blow each other up. But nobody was really going to do that just quite yet. Yeah. Um, so you have to... I mean, when you when you put when you set the scene, like the whole when you understand how the world was at the time, and spies were running right, like spy. I know we talk about spies, and we're like <laughs> spies. Spies are real; they oh, still yeah. exist. Oh yeah. I mean, they definitely existed back then, and there were Russian spies and fucking shit all over the place because everybody was trying to figure out what the fuck everybody else was doing. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, so I mean, them being spies doesn't seem very. F I understand that it's like oh spies, but like I feel like it's just not a far fetched theory personally. No, not at all. And it no, makes sense that no government agency would ever claim him and say, oh, that was our spy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially if he's in a country that, like, he might not supposed to be there. Maybe right. he's or an American and maybe he's not supposed to be in Australia. Right. And so, um, yeah, so there's just a lot of speculation that he was a spy. There also is reports of, like, a man had seen another man carrying a person on the beach, like, the night before. That's fishy. And you... you you can't hide your own body when you commit suicide. It's really that hard. That is true. And, like, I just don't see him committing suicide and then somebody moving his body to the beach. I mean, unless he asked. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> but I feel like I... It's a big I ask, feel like, but... Okay. I feel like you come to me and you say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna commit suicide. And I'm like, okay. After I've tried to profusely stop you, um... You just do it anyways. And your last wish to me was that when you find my body, please take me and lay me on the beach. Your last wish, be damned. I just came in and found my best friend um, had murked herself. And I am going to call the police. Okay, see, but the thing is, is you're looking at this through, like, a, like a normal lens. But if you look at it through, like, an espionage lens... If I, as a spy, come to you as also a spy, and I'm like, I have been compromised, and it's time for me to do this thing. Like, I've got to, it's time for me to bow out. This is where we're at. I need you to move my body um, so that we don't 
I don't know, risk the nation or whatever. I don't know what spies do. But you know what I mean? Like, think about it in terms of, like, like spies. Like, I've compromised myself, and I need you as also a spy to move my body so that none of this looks too fishy or so that, <sighs> that, that nothing, everything lines up. I think then that makes more sense. But what doesn't make sense to me is the government agency not cleaning up their mess. It feels very messy and irresponsible. Okay, stop. You ever seen a spy? Have you ever had a reported, other than this story, have you ever heard of a report where a spy was left somewhere and they found him dead? The woman that was left in the tree. Yeah, but they don't know if she was like a spy. The witch elm. But she could be. She could have been. Who left Bella in the witch elm? I don't know. There's there speculation is that, lady. that she was also a spy. There is that lady that was in... Um, Oh, it's an Unsolved Mysteries app on the Netflix. It's a new Unsolved Mysteries app, but I can't remember where it was at. But she was found in her hotel room um, and ah. had been... Uh, they didn't know if she'd killed herself or... or sorry, I don't know that we're allowed to say that. I don't, they don't know if she'd committed suicide or if um, she'd been murdered or whatever, but she was found in that hotel. I believe died by suicide is the general preferred term. Can we not say committed suicide? I'm not 100% sure on all of the details on that, but I think these days, died by suicide is the general preferred term. I need my little, my little sheet that I posted a while back. Commits suicide. First of all, suicide does not have an accent on the E, does it? I don't think so. Why did that just come up with... Okay. Also, the Isdal woman as well. That's what... Oh, no, not the Isdal woman. That's... um. Yeah. She was found on the beach, yeah? No, she was found in the... In mountains? The Isdal... Or something. Yeah, something like that. So I guess there are very many instances, but I feel like yeah. the number of spies that have died... <laughs> I like, mean, yeah, that's just a handful. Right. That's, that's like four or five cases where it, it's like an anomaly, but I feel like for the most part, CIA or whoever is cleaning up their mess. I've watched enough Breaking Bad to know you have to clean up the mess that you leave. That's that's fair. That's you fair. bury them bodies out in the desert. Nobody ever finds them. I'm just saying, I think Bad. that as a government agency where you have spies running amuck, 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 it's a little irresponsible to leave the man dead on the beach. No, yeah, fair. I don't know. Yeah, so Abbott, I don't know, he starts digging into it. So like I said, Robin had passed away, but Robin had mm -hmm. a daughter. Mm -hmm. And so Abbott contacts this daughter and he's like, yo... Um, you know, I think you're related to the Somerton man, and I think that we should figure that out. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it, you know, kind of goes from there, and she's like, yeah, I think that you're right. Like, I'm also obsessed with this case. I think that he could be my great-grandfather, or my grandfather. They just don't know. You mm -hmm. know, that sort of thing. And long story short, um, so Rachel Egan is this, uh, girl's name. Mm -hmm. So long story short, um, Abbott and Robin fall in love. Oh. Or Abbott and Rachel, they fall in love, and they get married, and everything's... Just I wonderful. kind of love that. Yeah, he was like, I'm investigating this thing, and they just, like, fell in love. They've got kids now. Like, oh, yeah, it's so cute. Like, they just are very happy. And she's like, honestly, if the Somerton man had never shown up on the beach in 1948, we might not have met and might not have gotten married and, like, had that, our life together. It's certainly weird, but it is true. <laughs> it is. I mean, it's odd, 
that like I've never heard of a case where like the person investigating it falls in love but I don't think that there's like a I mean he was just a professor that had gotten really interested in the case and yeah. was like maybe I can solve it maybe I'm smart enough to do that and so it's not like there was like a power dynamic or anything between them like I think it's fine no. that they fell in love there wasn't any manipulation there it's not like the cop fell in love with the victim or anything like that like it just was like a yeah I don't know just a cute thing they just fell in love it is it was kind of sweet um, but he's like, yeah, I think your DNA would confirm that you're related to this guy. And I think mm-hmm. that there was hair that was inside of the cast that oh, they yeah. found. That makes A couple sense. pieces of hair. Um, and they, I don't know, I think they ended up testing it. And, like, she was, did have genetic markers that, like, matched this guy. They still don't know who the fuck he is, but. Um, hey, but, like, they know his family. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. So then, uh. They start saying, you know, that was in 2017, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's worth mentioning that, like, while they've been trying to solve all of this, like, the Abbott family now, they had a picture of Joe Thompson on the wall, because mm-hmm. that's her grandmother. That's her actual, yeah. Rachel's actual grandmother. Um, they had a picture of her on the wall, and then they also had, like, an artist rendering of what the Somerton man would look like, mm-hmm. or would have looked like, Um they had an artist rendering and they had that put on the wall and like she, you know, would kind of tell her kids like, this might be your grandfather. Mm-hmm. But to her, it felt worth it. Like Joe's daughter, the girl that thought her mom was a spy, um, mm-hmm. she didn't want to exhume the body. She thought that it was inappropriate. Mm-hmm. She thought that, um, you know, that it shouldn't be done, blah, 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 which I can understand. Like if your mom was maybe involved in like a murder or was a spy or whatever, yeah. you don't want that to be uncovered. I could understand that. But the argument is that like this lady is not related to the Somerton man in any way. She's got a totally different father. Like her and Robin didn't have the same father, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So it would just, it w- if the Somerton man is really Robin's dad, it would just prove that they didn't have the same dad and prove that her mom was maybe involved and like that just mm-hmm. a lot. So she was like, I don't want the body exhumed and I can get that. Yeah. But Rachel Egan is saying like, that's possibly my grandfather and you don't get to have an opinion. We're exhuming the body. <gasps> and they did. I mean, after it's, uh. they, you know, got with the police, that sort of mm-hmm. thing. And yeah. since nobody had ever claimed them, it's not like you're really disrespecting anybody. So they exhumed the body. They needed to find out what state it was in. Um, it had been embalmed. Like, okay. he had been embalmed uh, back in the day, which kind of, you know, can cause some issues, like, when you're looking for DNA and stuff. But you're putting a lot of chemicals into a body. Right. And so they were worried, you know, about the embalming. They were also worried about the state of the body. And they mm-hmm. their biggest concern was if we waited another 10, 12 years, that everything would be gone. Yeah. And so there was, like, it was, like, pressing. Like, we really need to act on this. So they exhumed the body and um, kind of go from there. And on July 26th of 2022, Abbott announced that he and this genealogist, Colleen Fitzpatrick, had determined that he was uh, indeed Carl's Charles Webb, <gasps> um, an electrical engineer and instrument maker born on November 16th, 1905 from Melbourne, Australia. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, so he like all the theories that he was maybe a dancer or a spy or whatever. Like, they, I mean, I don't know. There's they just found out who this was on July 26th. We are recording on the 30th. So there's not a lot of information oh. at the moment. Um, but, yeah, they think through like DNA testing and that sort of thing that, that we have, we've identified him. Holy and, cow. Yeah. And from there, I mean, you can only find out more about the situation if you know who. Yeah. I feel like knowing who he is is half the battle. So I'm going to just read kind of from the Wikipedia about him. Um, 
it says that he was the youngest of six children of uh, Richard August Webb and Eliza Amelia Morris Grace. Mm. That is a lot of first names as last names. So he claims that like he was able to do it from like the strands of hair that were in the plaster mm-hmm. thing. Um, they investigated it through genealogy and found that there were matches to the descendants on the first two cousins of mm-hmm. like on Webb's side. So like his DNA matched those cousins. Um, yeah. From both the paternal and maternal side. So, like, that's who this guy is. Yeah. I mean, it's got... I mean, once the DNA matches like that, let's see who it is. Like, And so, um, it's possible that either it was for sure this Charles Webb or it was, like, maybe his brother. Since it's not, like, an exact thing, but they really think it was this Charles guy. Um, He had lived in Victoria and he had a brother-in-law named Thomas Keene with an E. Oh, who lived about 20 minutes away from him, uh, which could explain why he had those bags that said Keen. He could have just yeah. gotten hand-me-downs from his brother-in-law. Yeah. There was no death record for him. His last known like record is April of 1947. Mm-hmm. He had left his wife at the time and uh, after she had filed for divorce in 1947. Mm-hmm. And that's the last time that... Oh, my God. Anybody kind of, like, saw him or whatever, I guess? Like, it's the last report of him, like, existing was after he left his wife. Wow. Yeah, so I guess maybe the, the, the idea is that maybe Webb was trying to track down his wife, and it says that the research indicates that he enjoyed betting on horses, and thus the coded message could be horse names. Okay. Yeah, uh, it was also... Uh, he also was fond of poetry and had written some of his own, explaining the, uh, mm. explaining like why the Taman should poem was maybe in there. Yeah. Um, but low key, if he's betting on horses and he's not very good at it, he could have possibly Breaking Bad type situation owed a lot of people a lot of money. That's true. And they could have taken him out just for that. Man. I mean, I mean, so I think it's really good that like we finally know like who this person is like he can finally be identified like he finally has a name like i think that stuff is all really important it says that they're cautiously optimistic that this may prove provide a breakthrough so it's still very much like of course other people need to check this out we need to see if this is legit before we start you know diving into it but um yeah i mean it seems they seem to think that it was this charles webb guy man yeah that that is crazy I just, I mean, and I feel like if this really does solve this, there are so many other things. Yeah. Like, I keep seeing these tweets that the John Bonet Ramsey thing, if they would just test the DNA, could be solved in like 10 minutes. Ancestry.com is how, um, or one of the Ancestry sites, I don't know that it's Ancestry, like, whatever. But one of those, like. seems to solve a lot of crimes. Yeah, like, that's how they found the Golden State Killer, mm-hmm. is through one of those sites. Well, in that Netflix documentary, Our Father. Um, oh. where that guy was having like it was yeah, switching out the yeah yeah was switching out the sperm Fucked or whatever up. for his sperm and had like over 100 kids and counting like yeah that's how they figured that out was like through 23 and me she was mm-hmm. like oh should i have a lot of like sib possible siblings that's not this is yeah. weird that doesn't track <laughs> this doesn't track and then it does track i don't know i just feel like the doors that this could open if we solve a case like this like what else can be solved you know yeah. what i mean Oh so my yeah, gosh. I just that's a, that's crazy to me. It is super crazy. What? I don't know, man. Electrical engineer could just be a cover up. He could still be a spy. Yeah, maybe. But I'm I thinking like realistically, he's betting on horses, owed some people some money. He met yeah. Joe Thompson at a bar. She wrote down her phone number. It is weird that he got poisoned. Yeah, that that is still strange to me. 
Yeah. I mean, uh, there's still a mystery. Uh, they uh, don't I know mean, how he died. They don't know for sure that it was even poison. I mean, it's assumed that it was poison because you don't have any other evidence and he had lots of internal bleeding. But, I mean, knowing who the guy is does not solve the case. But no. it does point us, you know, take take a step. It, if we can maybe retrace his last steps, his last movements, see who he was talking to, we could go from there. But yeah, the hardest right. part about a case like this is that nobody's alive anymore. Yeah, bingo. And not necessarily, I mean, and if they are alive, they're pretty up there developed in years as i have heard that been said recently yes. um, so their memories you know might not serve yeah they might not as be well as, as they as should good. and that sort of thing so yeah that's what i got for you today though so oh, yeah. i've heard so, it's so wild to me like i've heard so much about that case like over the years like mm-hmm. it's popped up in so many different places and so many like the like the youtube videos we've watched on like mysteries mm-hmm. and stuff it's crazy to like finally have somewhat of an answer and it just like uh, like are there other cases that we're gonna have answers to? Like yeah. it just it very much I've always felt like these mysteries that I've watched videos on and stuff are just like gonna be mysteries forever. So it's yeah. a totally different feeling when like it's not. <laughs> yeah. But that's why I wanted to bump it up. They had just figured that out on the twenty sixth, like I said, four days ago from this oh. recording, and I was like, No, we have to talk about this. So that is crazy. <laughs> so what are you gonna talk about? So this week <laughs> I am here to regale you. Um with tales from Pavalia Island. What is that? Pavalia Island is an abandoned island in Venice, Italy. So the whole island is abandoned? Yeah, it is. Great. So abandoned, in fact, that it is completely illegal to go there. Um, you can always bribe somebody to take you there, but the bribe's got to be pretty steep. And just buy your own boat and go yourself. <laughs> Honestly. So why is it abandoned? Because yeah, that was my next question. <laughs> yeah, this place is so damn creepy that the Italian government straight up said, throw the whole thing out. What? I am not even joking. What the fuck? It's weird when governments acknowledge that, like, oh yeah, weird things happen. You know what I mean? Like, the, the, that's so unrealistic over there that we're just not going to deal with it. Yeah, like, yeah the government no. was like, this is... No. This is no. This is not okay. This is no. <laughs> so in addition to it being so damn creepy, um, it's completely abandoned. So it's also in complete disrepair. Oh, yeah. You'd have to tear the whole thing down and start over. Yeah. So it's pretty dangerous to go there. The buildings are literally falling apart. But like the, yeah. the government has straight up been like, yeah, we're not touching that shit. That's crazy. Like they have been like. It's, it's crazy when they write off like a form of profit. Like you could redo the island and make it a tourist destination or something. So it's crazy to me that they're like, nah. It, they, they don't want anything to do. The, the government itself wants nothing to do with this island. That's crazy. Yeah. So. Pause for two seconds. Okay. So sorry. Heidi was in the guest bedroom and I thought I could get away with like trying to close our bedroom door because I really don't want them in there because they have a tendency to piss on my bed. That's rude. On a regular basis. So really I don't want them in there, but Heidi went in her kennel and won't come out and her kennel's in my room and I just don't feel like fucking with her. So. They'll just have to pee on the bed, I guess. (laughs) Heidi sat in my lap the other day. Side note. Heidi came over to me and she was like, can I get under the covers? The way that she does while I was doing my notes. And I was like, oh, we haven't sat like this since I did my homework in college. It's so cute. I miss this. And I was working on my notes for the pod and I was doing my thing. And then she gets up like 20, 30 minutes later after sitting there for a while. She gets up. I don't think anything of it. I'm minding my own business. My legs are crossed. I haven't moved my legs in like an hour. So then I think, ah, I should probably stretch. She's getting up to stretch. I should stretch. Sounds great. And uh, I moved my leg into pee. She sat basically in my lap and peed on my bed. Wow. The audacity. I was fucking pissed. I was so pissed. 
I dragged her out from underneath the bed and she bit me. And then I was even more pissed. <laughs> we have an issue. She's grounded. She's been grounded for a week. She's been sleeping in her kennel every night for the past four days. She is grounded. <laughs> fuck her. Anyways, I love my dogs, but fuck her. <laughs> and on that note, do you want to talk about the bubonic plague? Yeah, <laughs> I do. Okay, so when the Black Plague was just taking people out left and right. Not for sure. The Romans had the bright idea to keep all of the infected people out of the general population. Yeah, that's kind of quarantining. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So they started sending them to Pavalia. Oh, see, that's not good. <laughs> so the idea was that the sick would be sent there for 40 days, right? And if they got better, they could re-enter it into society. But, as expected, when you're already sick and you go to a small island with a whole bunch of other people that are also sick, uh, recovering becomes sort of an issue. Yeah. Doesn't really work. Fair. Few people ever actually left the island alive. Wow. Yeah. And fun fact, Pavalia and the idea of going there for 40 days is actually where the word quarantine came from because of those 40 days that people were required to stay. Hmm. Yeah. So that's, this island is where that comes from. Oh, little history there. Learn where your words come from. Yeah. So the island at a whopping 17 acres housed over 160,000 victims of the plague. 17 acres is not a lot. No, it is not. And it's got 100,000 people on it. Over 100,000. I mean, they're just sausaged in there. Nobody was ever going to get better. It's like a fucking World War II a hospital. And in order to stop the spread of the disease, officials burned all of the corpses. Uh, they're just things that they did back then that I'm like, what? Oh, it gets worse. Okay. Because well, it always does when stories are this old. With that many people cremated and that small of an island, it is estimated that over 50% of the soil on the island is human remains. What? What? I mean, did they just dump it out there, like, by the bucket load? We didn't think... Yeah. And... What? Not only did Venice send it sick there, but they also sent barges full of dead people over to the island to be cremated along with the others. Like, I just... Okay, listen. We come for men a lot on this podcast. But it's because for most of the history of the world, you were quote-unquote the superior like gender and making all of the decisions the smart ones making the decisions because women with our feeble arms were just too stupid to do it dumb women you know can't solve everything <sighs> and then you fucking have stupid ass ideas like the ones that were send all the dead people to this tiny ass i also like i'm pissed why are we just scattering the ashes why aren't we returning the ashes to the fucking family members of the people whose family member was sent to the island what are we doing mostly because they didn't keep good records and also because they thought they wanted to keep the uh infected infected people in one in one place like i just don't understand why we didn't write anything the fuck down why didn't a man think oh we might need to know this someday <laughs> what the fuck are we doing oh, fucking yeah. write that shit down it's like us not knowing when sarah winchester was born yeah fucking write it down somewhere Jot it down Take i it gave down. birth today my husband died today literally like, it is I, it is truly that easy it's literally you write the name of the person death date that would have been sufficient 
Like, <laughs> and although the this idea of making the sick all hang out with each other for 40 days straight um, and hoping that some of them got better uh, wasn't actually effective, um, it was the best idea that anyone had to stop the plague, so other places began adopting it as well. Um, Were we all sending them to the same island? No, not the same island. The Duke of Milan oh, okay. forced all of his plague victims to go to a field. Um, in Frankfurt, uh, all public gatherings were banned, and there was a quarantine station set up outside of New York where Lady Liberty now resides. I understand having rules. It's much like when COVID hit, needed to stay yeah. inside, family gatherings needed to stop. It's I feeling it. a little familiar. Yeah, but there are other things that I'm just like, we didn't... Right. How the fuck did we get here? We knew nothing. Yeah, we so were stupid. Right now, like, they've got the whole quarantining idea in play. They don't have the whole social distancing and, like, you shouldn't be interacting with anyone, including other sick people. Yeah. I mean, and were there doctors or anything on this island trying to help anybody get better? I think, like, doctors did go and, like, go and, like, I think they tried but i mean mm. not super effective See. they also with pavelia um with incoming people going to venice if there was anybody that they thought might have had any type of sickness they would send them to pavelia for 40 days ultimately sending them to their death like what if they just had like a like a sinus infection mm -hmm. yeah they would be sent to pavelia okay Ultimately, to and, die, because and, you're getting sent to an island where everyone has the goddamn bubonic plague. I mean, and you can't say that men didn't create the situation that we're dealing with, because men were the only ones in charge. Yep. Bingo. <laughs> Again, I say Jeff Bezos had prime days on the 12th and the 13th when nobody gets paid until the 15th. Yeah. Fucking men. <laughs> Fucking men. But he has a multi-million dollar company, and I'm just sitting in my closet doing a podcast, so what the fuck do I know with my stupid brain? <laughs> honestly also if you're one of those one of one of the men that's like ah not all men or it's not me yeah first off take the joke grow up second off like you're the issue <laughs> yep come on if you're if you're offended because if yeah. your masculinity is so fragile that two women with microphones that nobody gave us permission to use offend you you need to that's on you, need you to reevaluate your life that's on you don't come in here with that not all men bullshit we already know oh god i can't it's wait still until one day when we do have a bunch of hateful comments i would like to do just a, like a reading of mean comments oh i'm here for that like just roasting them yes i'm here for it so pavilia remained a quarantine site until 1814 and earned the nickname island of ghosts the plague was like 16th century yeah so the bubonic plague, um, it, widespread, but most of it happened in the 1300s. Okay. So yeah. for this to remain a quarantine site for the next 500 years, that's a long time. It is a long time. Yeah. That's a lot of dead people on that island. Mm-hmm. And while the Black Plague was absolutely fucking tragic and did wipe out half of Venice's population in the 1300s. I think it wiped out like half the European population. In oh, the 1300s. it killed a lot of people. Yeah. That was not the only people. tragedy that happened on Pavalia. Oh, of course it wasn't. Because why else would we fucking oh, be yeah. here? <laughs> right. So in the 1920s, somebody got the bright idea to open up a mental hospital on the island. 
Oh, mm-hmm. God, in mental hospitals, as we've discussed previously on this podcast, and up until, like, the last maybe 20 years were just not good. They were not less than ideal. Less than right. ideal, yeah. So, and you also have to remember, Pavelia is an isolated island. So, that, mixed with the fact uh, that there was not good record-keeping, probably because bad things were happening there... Oh, well, yeah, you can't keep a record of the fact that you gave three people a lobotomy before lunchtime. Yeah. So, there was reportedly a terrible doctor that performed sick experiments on his patients. Mm. And uh, he has some rumors surrounding his death. So, I have a couple of questions. So, mm-hmm. throughout history, there have been many a doctor that have done a sick and horrible experience. Please see the entire Holocaust. Mm-hmm. Um, my question is... Because I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist, I don't understand the history of, like, medical things. But, like, did anything, like, that we use today come from those experiments? Like, were any of those experiments, like, I mean, did it lead to, like, some modern medicine thing that we have right now? Or is it, like, these guys were just fucking crazy? Like, I need to know. Yeah, I mean, like, I figure we probably figured out that lobotomies don't fucking work. Oh, yeah. Like, congrats. We figured out that if you shove an ice pick in somebody's head, bad things happen. Cool. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. I don't know that we necessarily needed to try it to, like, put that together. I don't know that we necessarily needed to try it to the extent either. I feel like you do it once and you're like, oh, (laughs) that went bad. (laughs) That didn't go right. And I think even maybe if you're testing your scientific hypothesis, you maybe do it three times, maybe, and you're like, all right, it's not working. I... Yeah, but of course, anybody that had what somebody would consider a mental illness uh, was immediately less than and not valued in society at all, which is really Uh, fucked up. And I just have so many issues because then out of that came everybody hiding and stifling their emotions. Yeah. Because you did want to be seen as because you have one argument with your husband or you didn't cook dinner right that night and they fucking send you to the crazy bin. And you're hysterical all of a sudden. Yeah, heaven forbid my husband hit me today and I'm fucking crying about it, but I'm the hysterical one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Ugh. I'm, I don't know how women didn't just kill men the entire... I don't know how, like, how did they... How did men even exist as long as they have? Back then, uh, why didn't all women just say, fuck it? <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm tired of this. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't understand. I believe the Or term- a man could just drop you off and say that you were crazy and his word was taken over yours because he didn't want to deal with his wife anymore. He wanted to fuck his secretary and yeah. not have you bitch about it. Or she's menstruating too much. How dare she? Um, I think, uh, I believe the term is called Stockholm Syndrome. Uh, and that's how they survived. As a whole, <laughs> I believe. Oh, okay. <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome is how, how, how men survived. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, uh, that's not better. But that's a terrible <laughs> joke, and I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> yes, we I mean, know I mean, there are good men out there that weren't terrible, but history history is not. Y'all aren't fucking helping yourselves yeah. at all. You need to have a meeting of all the men because some of you are fucking it up. Yeah, seriously, hold each other accountable. Like, if one of your I, friends is like, ha ha ha, I did this really terrible thing, be like, hey. Fucking punch him in the damn throat. That's not fucking. Like, half of the battle is like men holding other men accountable we don't beat people's asses enough like we used to i think that if some people would just get their ass beat on a regular basis yeah and i'm not talking like bully the nerdy kid at your school and shove his head in the toilet i'm talking like you see a racist or a rapist it's punch them in the throat on sight yes 
I think men need to hold men accountable. I can't fight a man, probably. I probably wouldn't win that fight unless I'm beating the shit out of him with a lamp. So, as a man, you see a man being an asshole to a woman or another man or yeah. just a person in general, beat the shit out of them. We don't beat people up enough for <laughs> my taste. I don't know. Is this a I might get canceled for that, but I don't think we beat the shit out of people enough. Is this a pro-violent podcast? It's not, but, like, it's punch a racist on site. Punch a rapist on site, punch a murderer on site, yeah. punch a fucking... It's punch somebody. We're fucking... We're fucking punching someone. <laughs> Throw hands. Always. I always like, say it. If it's one of those moments where you don't need to mind your own business, it's that 15% of the time where yeah. you can't mind your own business, you might as well just fucking hit them. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Agree. Now, if you do end up in a situation where you've done that, please do not say those ladies on that Your Mom's a Hoax podcast told me to, so I just hit the guy. <laughs> please don't blame us. There's some contra- There's some rumors around his death. Um, mm-hmm. Some say that he was uh, driven insane by the ghosts of his patients. Um, so he was he died by suicide. Did he not get the memo to just keep building his house or his hospital I so guess they can't not. get him? Yeah, He okay. did not take a page out of her book. Now, some people say that he um, was pushed off the bell tower. By spirits? By the spirits, yes. Apparently, it is rumored that he even survived the fall, but after he fell, he swallowed some sort of mist, and that did him in. He swallowed some mist. Yeah, like, so, like people say that like there are reports of him, like, like some sort of mist, like, entering him, and then he was dead. So the rumor is that, like, one of the spirits was like, oh, I'm finishing this shit. <laughs> I mean, that's valid. I get it, yeah. If somebody gave me a lobotomy and then electroshock therapy and then tried to fucking, I don't know, tell me to pray the gay away or whatever the fuck was going on, yeah, I probably would have fucking taken him out, too. Oh, yeah. So, let the record show, like, not that it matters, but I am straight. I'm just saying, hypothetically, in this situation, they have told people to pray the gay away. Yes. I am not straight. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'd have been pissed off, too, if they were telling me some bullshit. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, allegedly, the tenants of the hospital reported seeing ghosts all the time. Like, they saw, like, shadow people um, and, like, heard the screaming of the dead. Yeah. Um, But nobody believed them because it was a mental hospital. Oh, okay. There are also reports of, you like, people still being able to hear the bell, despite the fact that it, it has, like, completely been removed off of the island oh like the bell's not even there the tower just stands yeah but people still hear the bell i think when like there's a hub for like bad stuff yeah i i just that's too many people dying in one spot for some of them not to get left behind unfortunately oh yeah so the hospital is actually on the municipal records as a home for the elderly so we don't actually know what kind of awful things happened there and what has been completely covered up because it definitely was not a nursing home. Oh, and even if it was, even to this day, nursing homes aren't like the picture of, you know, like a great place. And there are great nursing homes. Oh, yeah. There are great people that work in them, but there are also very bad people that don't treat the elderly the way they should be treated. Absolutely. And if I find myself with one of them people, I'll run you over with this wheelchair. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it's It's terrifying. But... Like, just fucking be nice to people. Why is why should we be scared to go to a nursing home or go to school or go to the fucking store? Like, just mind your business and be nice to people. 
Honestly, though. <gasps> like, just... I can't stand it. Have respect. Just in general. Yeah. So, as said before, residents reported seeing things like shadows and hearing the wails of the dead at night, which I cannot Ugh. imagine made sleeping easy. No. Um, awful things happened here, so it's no wonder that the ghosts are pissed. Yeah. Yeah. Slide of just burning the whole island down, they're pissed. Yeah. So the island was shut down in 1969 and left completely abandoned. Good. In 2009, the love of 13-year-old me's life, Zach Bagans, and the Ghost Adventure crew went to the island. And I'm... <laughs> I was obsessed with Ghost Adventures. I, I really, really was. It's not so bad. I had the biggest crush on him. Oh, my God. It's so bad. It is. But, man, something about his, like, spiked-up hair and those baggy pants just oh, did God. it for me. For fuck's sake. Was he wearing flip-flops, too? No, never. He was not a flip-flop guy. Come on, it's Zach Bagans. He knows close-toed shoes are, n are bust. Come on. Okay. Come on. Are they cargo pants? Oh, for sure. With the chain on for them, too? Oh, my God. And the super tight, like, Ed Hardy shirt? Oh, between this and the Christopher Walken, I don't know I, how to he, talk to you anymore. <laughs> I thought he was so cute. Oh, my God. I love Zach Bagans. We have to move on. <laughs> Anyways, um, I am actually pretty sure that, um, like, in the intro, um, there's this line that he goes, and he goes, we've reached our destination. Hell. And I'm pretty sure this is the episode that that comes from. Um, it's fine. Okay. I know too much about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, the crew reported, hear like, an eerie feeling, hearing music, seeing apparitions, weird energy, equipment malfunctions, um, and of course, they asked several poignant questions in bad Italian, like, are you a murderer? <laughs> On the ghost adventures, is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Like, the ghost isn't just gonna be like, yeah. I just... Like, I don't... <laughs> I just picture, like, them putting into Google Translate, are you a murderer? I mean, you just... <laughs> um, but we let men... Like, we let men exist. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently they got some sort of response. Um, they also heard, like, footsteps, loud bangs, and disembodied voices. Mm. spicy so of course you know with ghost adventures and other shows like that like people question the validity of all of that stuff which makes sense um, yeah for sure i just cannot imagine like going to a super haunted italian island and being like are you a murderer Mamma mia. Yeah, like, why are we at the gate did you kill somebody first of all people don't admit to that in real life why am i gonna admit <laughs> to you in death like what i just don't understand like of all the questions you could ask oh yeah you're gonna assume that the poor people on this island i mean i have to assume that these guys did their research right yeah well and reportedly there's really only one murderer on there it's the doctor yeah so like to ask are you a murderer fucking do your research i mean give it a goddamn goog i guess like i guess there could be other murderers on there like statistically i guess that's possible yeah fair but like most of the people that are there are like plague victims or lobotomy like mentally victims. Ill. 
Yeah, what are we... What are we asking them? Oh. Of all the questions we could ask, that's the one. Mamma mia. It's a mia. Sack of baggins. For fuck's sake. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Mamma mia, it's a spicy pepperoni. <laughs> I thought about doing an Australian accent every time I did a quote in my notes, but I decided not to. <laughs> you know what? I watch a lot of Bluey. Uh, I feel like I can maybe get an Australian accent, like, somewhat down. Right. Um. <sighs> Anyways. So. <laughs> so, apparently, a group of guys from Colorado also went there, illegally, mm-hmm. and yeah. had to be rescued off the island by firefighters. And other than that, there's, like, not a lot of other info. Like, apparently, like, that just, there was an expedition of these, like, group of friends. They decided to go to Povelia, and firefighters had to get them off the island. That's odd. Yeah, it sounds super spooky. Also, I didn't know that firefighters did shit like that. I mean, I guess if you called whatever 911 in Italy is, I mean, I guess if they called. I guess I'm having a hard time. I mean, is the island close to, like, the shore? I mean, like, how is yeah. there cell service out there to call anybody to say... So, it's not, like, it's in, like, the, like, Venetian... Oh, okay. Like, it's it it's a Venetian like island. a bay or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. like, it... So, there's service and stuff out there you can call. Yeah. I mean, I assume okay. so, but, like, it's it's near... Or is it them just standing on the island being like, 911! Uh... <laughs> help us please and somebody finally was like god shut up fine (laughs) on a different island they were like fuck it fine we'll call them shit yeah but like it's definitely like it's it's not like out in the middle of fucking nowhere okay i mean it it wouldn't take a lot of time for i guess a police boat fire fire venice italy is that where we're at yeah i've been there yeah i don't remember Oh, talking about that, but I was also on, like, a high school trip, and I'm sure they're not going to tell us about that stuff, although they did tell us about the red light district of Pompeii. Um, took us through that with a bunch of 15-year-olds. It was something else. But, uh... They really don't talk about the island a lot. Yeah, I would have had to have been, like, police gondola. Yeah, like... Because there's not streets there in Venice. Yeah. They're, like, lake Or not lakes, but, like, rivers or whatever. Like, there's not yeah. streets. It's like a lagoon. Yeah, so... Pretty much, like, one of the YouTube videos I watched, um, the girl said that she had lived in Venice for a couple of years, and, like, pretty much the only thing that she got of that island was anytime, like, they passed it on a boat, people would be like, you don't go there. Hmm. And that was it. <laughs> wow. See, and I want to know what that, like, local lore is, like, that they're not telling or whatever. Like, what are the locals here? Yeah. So, at night, you can hear screams, strange noises, the bell tower, and researchers have reported recording weird electromagnetic fields on the island, even though there is no electricity there. Oh, well, that's ghosties. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Now, these days, you cannot get on the island unless you have official authorization from the government. Fair. Or a very good bribe for a taxi. Yeah. And you will most definitely be caught and charged with criminal offenses if you sneak on and end up getting caught. 
Well, that's with most abandoned things. Yeah, you get caught for trespassing and whatnot. Yep. However. Yeah. Oh. In 2014, they did try to sell the island. <gasps> did somebody buy it? No. Oh, so the Italian the Italian government put up the island for sale for only $490,000. I'd have bought that island. Yeah, which is pretty fucking wild because, like, think about, like, it's 17 acres. It's a private island for 400, like, less than half a million. There are houses that cost more than that. Yeah. Like, not even a full half mil. That to me is fucking wild, but nobody bought it. And honestly, I'm pretty surprised that Zach Biggins himself did not get in on that to continue to build his very haunted empire. Yeah, dude, I would have. I'm surprised, you know, that, like it's not like Skinwalker Ranch. So there's not just some guy that's like, I'm really interested in this. that like yeah, bought it there. Look, Zach Biggins owns damn near every haunted that man had a whole haunted house deconstructed and rebuilt in his museum but he passed up the opportunity to buy a whole ass haunted island when you say deconstructed they took the haunted house apart from wherever it was originally placed and they rebuilt it with the same pieces in this museum yep bingo i are you <sighs> he also has several haunted dolls that that man has damn near every haunted item he can get his hands on. I guess no. Like the how why? Because he has a haunted empire. I get it. That man makes money. <laughs> I guess. I'm just guess. very surprised that he n didn't try to buy this island. I really would have assumed that he would have been like all over that shit. He might not have known it was for sale. I guess, but yeah. So the Italian government was like, we don't want anything to do with it, but if somebody wants to buy this thing, take it off our hands. I've had it, right? Yeah. Can you buy an island and then be like, this is my country now? I think, Can you form your own country? I mean, I think there's probably like some paperwork that you have to do for that. But yeah, maybe. Fair, but like hypothetically, could that happen? This is my island and we are now. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Martinville. The country. <laughs> I mean, probably. <laughs> but that's what i have for you it's a very haunted little island Ugh, don't go there super creepy i am never going to be over the fact that like 50 percent of the soil on the island is our is human remains that fucking oh, I mean, that's that blows that makes me uncomfy it's like that and 50 percent of the soil at disneyland apparently <laughs> <laughs> jesus Christ. fucking ashes all over the place i just because, like, every step you take, you're probably stepping on somebody dead. Uh, yeah. I kind of understand why nobody bought the island. I would never, like... I mean, I just can't get over it. Like, they just... Let's not try to bury their ashes or, like, give them back to their families or whatever. Let's just fucking scatter them all over the island. I don't understand. Yeah. It's could not have good. dumped them into the... O like, I don't... I, I guess I'm thinking of all the bad ideas we could have done. You could have dumped them into the ocean or something. I don't know what the fuck... It's not good. I honestly, so I think part of the reason why like they're so in the soil is because I think they probably just like stacked bodies up and set them on fire in like the hundreds. Oh, and just left that there. I just yeah. I'm I'm thinking like thinking but about men are superior to women. Yeah, whose bright fucking idea was that? Wasn't a woman. <laughs> oh god. Women weren't allowed to have ideas back then. I just don't understand like i can't 
Oh, like, there's so many things that happen in history, like racism, like, like, like slavery, like, uh, like women not having rights, like basic things that I'm like, I don't understand how that was even an option. How did you look at an entire group of people and say, yeah, they're going to be my slaves? Oh, like, how did we, how did we look at women and say, yeah, a group, an entire group of people that God thought should exist are not smart enough to really do anything for themselves. Oh, it is actually disgusting. And it all leads back to a desire to have power and be superior. I got to say, what a lot if of you have is. to say you're the alpha and you have to say that you're the baddest guy in the room. Yeah. If anybody comes to you and you're, they're like self-proclaimed, like, yeah, I'm an alpha male, run. Yeah. Leave. I've never met a beta they, male in my life. They probably <laughs> listen to Andrew Tate and that's disgusting. That's a red flag. But, we were watching MasterChef the other day and one of the guys was like, there's only room for one alpha male in this kitchen. And the other guy was like, yeah, and it's me. And I was like, woof, if both of you Gross. guys have to say that you're alpha males, <laughs> you're not. Actually, can, <laughs> so, can both of you? The alpha male kind of just is. Um. Can both of you leave? Also, like, it's like these concepts of like, oh, if you fucking like support your wife or like listen to her opinions, you're a fucking beta no my dude you just figured out how to be in a healthy relationship like yeah so i can congratulate like i'm i'm so sorry, sorry that i respect my wife and i want her to stick around and like me yeah. for a long time Fucking one of these days i'm surprised these old ladies y'all been cooking y'all's meals y'all been cooking those rude ass man's meals forever like, he I can't even cook a meal and do his own damn laundry why don't you just put a little arsenic in there and be done with his bitch ass because he's fucking useless dude, i will straight up never understand like this whole trope of like yeah i fucking hate my spouse they're gross why'd like, you marry them yo like why yeah why are you with them hey, that's not good like this whole ball and chain <laughs> as soon as you get married you have no freedom you're not allowed like, to live your life and whatever i literally do not give a fuck about what ty does or like as long as he is happy and healthy and safe he can do whatever he wants dude i mean he's supporting me in my dropping everything to start a podcast and like try and make that my life like he supports me in doing that he can do whatever he wants well and like i will never understand like those like wedding toppers were like the bride is like dragging like i i, I don't want that for my I, if you don't want to get married to me, don't. Don't marry me. Like, it really is If you don't want to be around me for the rest of your life, I would rather be alone than have a useless ass man that doesn't even like me. Now, this is obviously, anytime I say stuff like that, this is not pertaining to Ty. I love my boyfriend very much. I want to be his wife. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm just saying, like. Yeah, my husband is fantastic. He supports me in all of my endeavors and is absolutely wonderful. But, like, I cannot imagine, like, being with somebody that was like, oh, like, you want to, like, have a career? Gross. Like, that's not what women do. You have I feel like. feelings and opinions? Like, yo, like, <laughs> well, who are, who the fuck are you? Back up a little bit, okay? <laughs> I just, you know, and you expect me to, and, and I'm when I say you expect me, I'm talking about, like, women and men in the 50s. Like, you would have expected me to have this whole house clean, these kids taken care of, fucking have my shit together and look pretty for you whenever you come home and be ready to give you a blowjob. And motherfucker, you didn't do shit, but get up and go clock in. Yeah. And harass women the whole day that you were at work. Yeah, and this, like, I don't know, like, this, like, whole, like, if if I ever heard, like, my husband be, like, like, straight up, like, talking shit about me or like how much he doesn't want to be with me or how much he feels like trapped like being with i'd be so get hurt. out like i'd be like i would i'd okay, be hurt okay then leave but i'd be pissed off 
Because I'm very much someone that tells you where to go and how to fucking get there. Like, if you don't want to be here, don't. Yeah, it's not that hard. I ain't making you stay. I got along just fine before you, and I'll get along just fine after you. If you don't want to be here, fucking go. Oh, yeah. I just, I will never understand that whole trope of, like, I hate my spouse. Like, why? Stop it. Novel concept? Marry somebody you like. It's just a thought. (laughs) Or, like, even better concept, don't just get married because you feel like you're supposed to. Yeah. Don't just have children because you feel like everybody else is and you're supposed to. If you don't want fucking children, don't have children. Yeah. If you don't want to get married, don't get married. Like, I don't understand. Why marry someone that you're miserable with? Yeah, people are weird, man. Or, like, I saw a post the other day that was like, oh, like, uh, I I was listening to, like, one of those, like, uh, am I the asshole things on TikTok or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, like, part of it was like, Oh, yeah, but, like, she was talking about her husband, and she was like, yeah, my friend um, was giving me advice, but, like, her husband is super supportive and, like, really caring, and she doesn't understand that that's not the norm. And I was like, that should be the norm? Like, what do you mean that's yeah, not why the norm? Are we, why are we as people just so accepting of people being dicks? Like, like what? What do you I, mean that's not the norm? That most certainly is the norm. Like, your spouse should, should be care the norm. about you. You shouldn't the ex- the exception should be my husband hit me it should not be the rule yeah i i'm sorry but you know like- what i mean like the exception should be like you're a special case because your husband's a dick it shouldn't be just wildly accepted that my husband's gonna be an asshole to me because yeah. you are not gonna treat me that way if- i do too damn much and i go to work yeah. i come home and i take care of these kids i come home and i take care of this house i come home and i cook you dinner i do too fucking much and again i say this is not directed at ty i'm just saying I do too much for you to be an asshole to me. Yeah. Yeah, if you're saying, like, oh, my best friend or, like, my my close friend's husband is super supportive and really caring, but, like, that's not normal, like, you need to figure out what's going on in your relationship because, like, that should reevaluate the people that you're picking because it should be the norm. That should be the norm. And there are plenty of great men out there that are caring and supportive and are learning that you shouldn't be a total asshole to women and your or your mit or your you know your significant other who's a man or whatever you shouldn't be assholes to your significant other men are learning that but like why did we have to learn it yeah and like i think it takes a lot of like i'm infinitely proud of like my husband and like my brother and you know like all of the wonderful men in my life because like they are the type of people that will hold their friends accountable and like that's such a huge thing yeah like that's such a big and it's such an important thing you know because i can say a hundred ways till tuesday like hey like you shouldn't say things like that like you shouldn't do but things since I'm like a that. woman with a weak brain and feeble arms yeah all it comes across is me complaining and telling them how wrong they are and how terrible they are but the second it comes from a man like for whatever reason even though it shouldn't be the case like that all of a sudden carries more weight and so it's so beneficial for good helpful wonderful intelligent men to to say something and and to be you know yeah, yeah an ally for women you know, and it's the same thing with, um, with a lot of different issues. Yeah, a lot of different, you know, groups of people. It's just be an ally. Understand how you can be an ally and then do that. Yeah. Like, yep, that's kind of all we got for you guys today, though. Uh, you can check us out on the social means. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we are at your mom's a hoax on all the things. Uh, we've got a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. We've got 
Instagram that I'm trying to be more active on. We've got a Twitter that we were definitely need some followers on. And uh, we're doing a little poll. I'm going to open it up. But we definitely want you guys to go and vote on those stickers. Yes. Um, we like to make a couple. Please do. Just to pass out. We don't even know if we're going to necessarily sell them. We just want to, you know, pass them out to our friends and yeah. listeners and that sort of thing. Tweet at us if you want one, whatever. But uh, we want you guys, you all's opinions. So, like, go and vote on them. We do. Um, right now, the two in the lead are What's Shaken and Bacon Baby oh, yeah. and Oh For Fuck's Sake. So. Well, those are two two in the lead quality so y'all go and vote and um be sending us your stories and your comments whatever to the gmail it is uh your mom's a hoax at gmail oh sorry your mom's a hoax pod at gmail.com yes and um as always you can check out our episodes on apple spotify amazon music Mm -hmm. wherever you listen kind of google play that sort of thing you listen wherever Um, you can also go to our website and check that out our website is your mom's a hoax.com yep um I don't know. Anything else you want to say? Uh, If you want to find us personally, I am Brenna underscore Keevan, K-E-V-Y-N, on Instagram, and Brenna underscore K-E-Y, Key, um, on Twitter. I am private, so you do have to request, but I will probably say yes as long as you're not a weirdo. Um, I am not private, and I don't remember my handles, but they are Alexis P. Martin. One of them has an underscore. I can't remember if it's Twitter or Instagram, so have fun figuring that out. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and we're tagged in most of that. I mean, Brenna's not tagged on Twitter because their account's private. And you can't tag ca- private accounts. But on Instagram, I try to tag her in most yeah. everything and myself. So you can find us that way, too, if you can't remember what our social handles are. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess uh, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So, bye. Bye.